Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Elisa Branch, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today, you'll be listening to a Real Trending crossover episode featuring Real Trends advisor Steve Murray, where he discusses the impact of the COVID resurgence, earnings calls, and a new study launching for real estate teams. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. TMS helps grow business for your customers, allowing you to do what you do best, continuing to build a business with raving fans. We believe that a happy customer is a referral and a customer for life. TMS is committed to building your brand through subservicing. Learn more today at subservicing.themoneysource.com. This is Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media. Today, we want to talk about three topics. Resurgence of COVID. What happens now to housing and housing sales? Second, the recent round of earnings calls, the impact on valuations, and the future of the business based on what we can see. Lastly, an upcoming study from Real Trends and HW Media on the performance of teams. What can we learn from that and what will it reveal to us? First, the resurgence of COVID. Well, by now, everyone is well aware that the Delta variant is sweeping the country, uh, in some cases reinfecting people that had the vaccines, in other cases, of course, hitting people who are unvaccinated. What does that mean, though, for housing? Here is a short synopsis from my view. We got through this last year, And in fact, people thundered out the door to buy homes, to move, to relocate, to buy second homes, to get out of the cities for all kinds of reasons. Perhaps as many as a half a million additional homes were bought above normal levels over the last 12 months that we wouldn't have expected when COVID first reared its head in March of 2020. What's going to happen to employment? What's going to happen to various industries? Well, signals are already that travel, which had been recovering strongly, is likely to retreat again. We noted that July retail sales just out this morning fell slightly. We know that means negative impacts for likely for hotels, rent-a-car companies, And it may affect restaurants and retail, as certainly some significant portion of the population will seek to do more sheltering once again. Then we have the various responses at various states, counties, cities, and companies, and how they react to this resurgence with the Delta variant. Uh, We notice already, for instance, that many of our brokerage clients are now shifting to virtual meetings once again. They're, they're not having in-person meetings. 
Uh, that's a trend that seems to be picking up some steam among leading brokerage companies in the country, in, in all regions of the country, just for safety's sake. And there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, as we've pointed out on these podcasts before, it seemed that when principals, managers, and leaders of brokerage companies used Zoom and other platforms to communicate more frequently with their agents, they actually built stronger relationships, saw productivity go up. And again, as we've commented in the past, the Real Trends 500 picked up a record amount of market share in 2020. We don't think that this will have a negative impact on housing sales. It may have some, but not much. But it will, again, push us back to doing business a different way than perhaps the last few months. And the evidence is there that we're going to have more virtual meetings, virtual communications, um, and it requires brokers and leaders of brokerage companies to get back on their toes, back on their feet, re-engage with their people to communicate what's going on. We know several brokers that are giving agents and managers their choice. Do you want to work remotely or do you want to come into the offices? We will keep the offices open, but with the reminder that everyone should practice safe health if they're doing so. Other than that, we don't think, we don't see evidence and can imagine that this renewed variant will cause any diminution in housing sales or housing activity. Again, it may affect open houses, it may affect showings and how people do things, but you know what? We've already seen that this industry can adapt very quickly to different kinds of rules based on health and safety. And we would encourage all brokers to pay attention and come up with their own policies within the governmental guidelines wherever they may operate. Secondly, earnings calls, valuations, and what is the future? Well, we've now seen the second quarters for the variety of companies, public and at least one private company, that released all the results based on the second quarter of 2021. And in almost every case, there were record results in revenues, in growth, in the addition of agents, in EBITDA, uh, in all various metrics and measurements of corporate performance. It's interesting to note that the incumbents, Rilogy, Remax, Keller Williams, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, EXP, we even consider an incumbent now. Redfin is an incumbent. They've been around 15 years. I think we call them incumbent now. They all performed at or better than the housing market in the second quarter. We checked. And particularly when we're able to get access to the actual closed numbers and revenue and agent growth and those factors, the incumbents all, either in a little way or in a big way, outperformed the marketplace. EXP clearly had the largest jump uh, in results in terms of agent growth, revenue growth, and EBITDA growth among the incumbents. But Rilogy, Remax, Redfin, 
I guess even Zillow in a manner of speaking, and Keller Williams all outperformed the market in terms of revenue growth, transaction growth, or agent growth. The up-and-comers, the people like Fathom uh, and Real Brokerage and Compass, which is getting close to being an incumbent as well, also had very good second quarters. It is interesting to note, however, that while they all had generally above-market results, the stock market continues to view some of these companies or many of these companies in a lesser fashion than it did just six months ago. If you look at the stock prices and the valuations of people like EXP, Redfin, and Zillow, we see significant declines in their market valuations since the first of the year, even though the results have been fairly strong. Interesting note that Rilogy and Remax, on the other hand, held their own. Uh, their stock prices are actually, in the case of Rilogy, up from where they were six months ago. What this all means, nobody really knows, because some of the valuations at the start of the year were, let's just say, outlandish. And in my view, my humble view, unsupportable at those levels. But when we think about the earnings calls and the valuations, the real questions that brokers should think about is, what does this mean about the future of our industry? Here's a couple of things to think about. One, capital pouring into our industry is going to continue to fund new ventures, uh, new startups, people like Side, people like Fly Homes, who we had the pleasure to meet recently, and others are getting access to significant sums of money to invest in their respective business models. There's no way to know how long this will go on, just that there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. Secondly, of course, is you look at the performance of some of the larger stock market companies like Zillow, Redfin, Opendoor, and Compass, you know, the only thing you can say is it will be interesting to see when or if they achieve their valuations. That is, will they grow into their valuations as time goes by? Who knows for sure? Certainly, I wouldn't venture an opinion whether one or all of these companies will, in fact, grow into their valuations. But it means, number one, we're going to continue to see new competitors with new ways of doing business, getting funding from a variety of sources to gain their piece of the residential brokerage business. Does this mean the incumbents should run around shrieking with their hands in the air and their hair on fire? Don't do that. Don't do that. The key thing we reported on many years ago when you look at strong incumbents and in businesses many years ago, 30, 40 years ago, you get a sense of history and you think about the powerful companies of 30 or 40 years ago like Sears and IBM and General Motors and I could go on and how over these years they have been humbled, to say the least, by up-and-comer newcomers. 
we reported back then that if you study history carefully, what caused those companies to stumble mostly was that they were dismissive of new forms of competition. They were distracted, diversifying all over the place instead of focusing on their core business. And they were arrogant about their strength. Don't get caught looking at all of this and thinking your position is unassailable or that any one of these or the combination of all of these take a piece of the market, which means you may lose share. You may keep even. Who's to say? Don't get dismissive of them. Don't get arrogant about your own strength. And don't get distracted by all of this happening. Some of these may amount and become significant, strong, good operating competitors. Time will tell. Your best defense against any of it is the offense of staying humble, hungry, and smart. As Patrick Lencioni says in his book, Ideal Team Player, humble, hungry, and smart about your businesses. It's a good lesson for all of us. Lastly, Real Trends and HW Media will be launching uh, a deep study on the performance metrics of teams in the fall, actually just a few weeks from now. It's interesting, we did such a study about two and a half to three years ago with partnered with the California Realtors Association. Some interesting things that came out of that study we got a look inside 55 to 60 teams' performance, and they are, I can tell you from looking at all the numbers, they are very profitable. They are highly productive. They spend far less on the cost of agents because they are doing most all the marketing. They are generating most of the clients and customers, if not all. They really are strong, performing businesses. And now we understand that they can be scaled because there are teams now doing 1,500 to 5,000 transaction sites, which is sizable. And in fact, in their own, would qualify for the Real Trends 500 or Nation's Best Brokerage Rankings. We're going to launch this in September. We will notify each of you and invite any of your teams that wish to participate to join us in this in-depth national study about the performance of teams and produce a benchmark report while maintaining strict confidentiality of each team's submissions, produce a benchmark report that will give broker owners and team leaders and team owners real good information about how actually do the best teams perform. We look forward to doing the study and we look forward to producing those results which to the best of our knowledge have not been done before. Trusting you all stay safe and healthy in these times. This is Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media.
On September 27th and 28th at the Omni Hotel in Frisco, Texas, HousingWire will host its second annual event, which will be in person for the first time. HousingWire Annual offers each guest the opportunity to gather with top industry professionals for exclusive content, technology demonstrations, and unbeatable networking. Find out more by going to the events tab on the HousingWire site. You won't want to miss out on this event, so register by September 20th. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. I hope you have a great afternoon. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk daily. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. Make sure to tune in tomorrow.